Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hardhats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are picking up where the Drunk Monk podcast left off, hosted by Keiko Agena and Will S. Choi. I was a big fan of their podcast and was really sad to see that they stopped their show, so I decided to pick it up, and I managed to find me a co-host. So I have my junk food here. Valentine's cookies. Yes, Valentine's was yesterday. And so we have these delicious little sprinkle cookies. And yeah, there's that. Also, you must know I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan. It started watching in about 2007, and for the most part, watched it as it aired. I've seen a pilot episode and those we've done on the show, and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. So this is Mr. Monk and the Astronaut, Season 4, Episode 14. So here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see a famous astronaut, Steve Wagner, in the home of Joanne Raffleson, an ex-mistress of his. We see that he's making her his own concoction called the Spacewalk, only this one has an extra ingredient that immediately makes her pass out. Next, we see a cleaning lady discover Joanne's body hanging from the ceiling in her living room. Monk is called in when Stoudemire notices that Joanne was writing a scandalous memoir full of salacious stories and suspects foul play. Monk agrees it's murder, and their first clue leads them to Stephen Wagner. Monk suspects him quickly when he sees him and his wife drinking his famous spacewalk drinks. There's only one problem. Joanne's time of death was at the same time as Wagner's latest space mission. So how did he do it? Well, after drugging Joanne, he placed her neck in a noose, then installed a garage door opening device in her living room. Joanne had always collected ugly Japanese dolls, so Wagner placed a garage door opener inside of a toy doll, mailed it to Joanne's address, and when it arrived during his mission, it activated the device and slowly drugged Joanne to the ceiling. Monk pieces it together when Wagner steals the doll back from the neighbor's little girl who stole the package from Joanne's porch. He almost gets away with it by taking it up in an aircraft and dropping it from the sky, but Monk heroically wins the standoff between he and Steve Wagner's fighter jet. So, Candace, what did you like about this episode? Well, Noah, I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so an overarching theme of this would be Monk. He got pretty deep on this episode. We see when he's with Dr. Kroger in the therapist's office, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how he feels so inadequate when he sees, quote, a real man like Steve Wagner. Okay. And Dr. Kroger assures him, you're intimidated by him, mm-hmm. but if he's guilty, you know what he's intimidated by is you. Exactly. So I feel like that not only is a great scene, but I feel like that encapsulates what this whole episode is about, but also the entire series I feel like that might be saying a lot, but I really do feel like that is a huge theme in the show Mm -hmm. that Monk is always afraid and always scared. And, you know, he always, we always know that he's going to end up winning the day, winning the case and solving it, but he doesn't know that. And despite all the cases that he solved thus far, he still has that doubt. Mm -hmm. And especially when he sees a man 
Mm-hmm. You know, like what he said, a man likes Steve Wagner. A real boy, a real man. Yep. So, um, you know what, Candace? I really liked about this episode, Gladys the maid. <laughs> Gladys made a quick cameo for about point two seconds. No, a good three seconds. A good three oh, seconds. Okay. In the opening scene, we see Gladys walking in to the door, <laughs> but then I some contracts something. They had to switch it up. It was some nice skill. We lady. both totally thought it was Gladys walking into Joanne's she looked, house. That lady was like way younger than Gladys, was, but was wearing like the Gladys yeah, outfit. Yeah, from the back it looked just like her, and then from the front it was a Mexican lady yeah. going to clean. Yeah, that was strange. But I loved Gladys. Oh, okay. I liked, you liked seeing it. her again. That would be on my didn't like, but. Oh, wait, but you already won the million. Oh, plot hole. Plot hole. So they filmed that, and then they she won filmed. the million. And then they were like, oh, wait. Oh. That doesn't make sense. She wouldn't be cleaning anymore. That makes sense. So, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so anything else? I have one more. That's how much I wrote for this episode. Um, So did you only like those two things? That's all? I only disliked two things. Okay. Okay, so what is... What, do you want me to go then? Yeah, you do yours. Okay, Okay, so one of my favorite parts actually was pretty good Mm -hmm. because when we were watching it, um, somebody actually said, which I agreed with, like, oh, Stottlemyre, like, coming up with the clues because he called Monk in because he thought, hey, this might be a murder, right? Yeah. And so he's like, hey, look at this memoir. I think it might be foul play. What do you think? And Randy is like, oh, good work, sir. And Sotomayor's like, don't be so surprised. He's like, oh, I'm not. I'm awestruck. <laughs> he's like, well, don't be. That's an order. <laughs> like, you're ordering me not to be awestruck? He's like, yes. Stand over there and don't be awestruck. <laughs> All right. Will do. Okay, so what else did you like about it? Randy's globe scene, right? I also had a quote for that. Uh-huh. Randy had to hear what happened. Yeah, he did. <laughs> And that that was just the best. That was that might have been the best scene of the whole episode. So that's when he gets the globe, uh-huh. and he says, "Okay, so let's act like this represents the Earth." <laughs> Stottlemyre says, "It's a globe. It does represent the Earth." And he's like, "Okay." So <laughs> then he gets the spaceship, and he flies it over the globe, and then he says, "Steve Wagner gets out of the AirPod, drops down, murders the girl." Flies up into the space pod and comes back down to Earth. <laughs> it's golden. Big brain. So then Stottlemyre is, this is what I have about Randy's theory. Mm-hmm. I put Stottlemyre said, he because Randy says, oh, it's just a theory. And Stottlemyre says, I've heard theories before. That's not one. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. So cold, <laughs> So cold. You go again. Okay. Monk is not a flincher. What a beast mode moment whenever he stands Ooh, off the fighter jet. Because Steve Wagner's all, oh, you're a flincher. You're a flincher. And then Monk's exactly. like, he stands at the end of that jet right in his face. He, he flinches a little bit. But he doesn't move. Even whenever all the guns are drawn on him. Exactly. And he doesn't like super freak out about the lasers. Yep. 
when he did the first scene. Soul but then control, he doesn't buddy. Soul control. Yep. Beast mode. Definitely. I really liked the scene with the, the neighbors. And they come over next door to Joanne's house. Right? And the astronaut is like inviting them to watch him test the new jet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? He said, yeah, you deserve to watch. You're a taxpayer, right? And the guy said, yeah, 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 yeah. Sales tax. <laughs> oh, but it was, that one is pretty funny. So I only have one more thing, and it's Julie's Valor Courage Medal at the end. Dang, that was good. That was really sweet. Mr. Monk doesn't take too kindly to the pin that's yeah. in it. That was kind of weird, but... She always takes things in stride with Mr. Monk, and also the kids were pretty mean to him mm-hmm. in the school, so it's like, eh, whatever. Yep. Uh, so that's it. What did you not like? Okay. Well, obviously, I did not. Okay, let me do this. Let me do the, the school one first. That Julie's embarrassed by Mr. Monk. That's sad. Granted, mm-hmm. he kind of is doing a lot of stuff to be embarrassed about. So yeah. you can't really falter for it, but it just stinks that she is embarrassed by him. And then also the kids are really mean and yeah. point lasers at him. And then he almost, cause he actually starts to get like on a roll with police can make mistakes. I can make a mistake, but criminals, they can't make mistakes. And he starts to make a really good point. And mm-hmm. then the kids start doing the laser pointer. Like I thought it was going to be like yeah. good. Like the kids were going to end up being impressed by him. And then I know. they started pointing lasers at him. So I didn't like that. Drop the ball, on riders. Give us one win. Yeah. Okay, I absolutely. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I absolutely hated. Why are the criminals so suspicious? The uh, the astronaut is just way too overly suspicious about everything he does. Mm. With the whole flinch thing. Yeah. I get that they're like, hey, audience, this is the dude. But it'd be way better if. If we didn't know, if we, if it was a mystery to all of us. Okay. So I, I get what you're saying, but they're all, those are also two different things. So in an episode, we either know who did it Mm -hmm. or we don't. Right. Mm -hmm. So we either know who did it and the criminal is smug and going, going toe to toe with monk Mm -hmm. or we don't know. And then part of the mystery and the fun of it is finding out. Right. So Mm -hmm. Saying that, like, oh well, if you he shouldn't be so smug, they shouldn't tell us who's the killers. Those are kind of two separate things. But part of when they do tell us the killer, it's fun because we're like, get him, monk, get him. Because monk is like, I know you did it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna figure it out. And those are the mo- moments that you're like, yeah, monk, get him. I so, guess. So yeah. It adds. It adds. It yeah. I just got shut down. Wow. Okay, so with that being said, since I just dissed all of your stuff, <laughs> I'm going to say I didn't. It, and that's the thing. Again, I don't. I don't even dislike Wagner. There's just some things that he specifically says that I'm like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. When they first see him at his party that they show up to, yeah, he says, "Oh, you're the detective that quit." And he's like, oh, no, I didn't quit. And he's like, it's okay, Mr. Monk. Some people can't handle the pressure. That was rude. 
Like, that yeah. was flat out rude. That was, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, not really being smug so much yet, but that was just flat out rude. Yeah. And then when he does confront him in the hallway and he says, you're, you're a flincher. Mm-hmm. That was rude. And then the most rude one I thought was, oh, I can't believe you and I breathe the same air. Mm-hmm. Again, that yeah. was like, and then Natalie was like, yeah. Whoa, I he did do it. Um, you put, you don't like how the, the kids are mean to Monk. But I put, Monk gets bullied. Yep. I did not like that. Yeah. It's just sad. I hate when that happens in movies and TV shows and media in general. It's just like, yeah. you're watching and you're like, you just want to crumple up in a ball. Yeah. And like cry. Jordan, yeah. I guess I could talk about it because this episode will have aired by then, but there's an episode called Mr. Monk Goes to School and he gets bullied and that went by a bunch of school kids and it's really sad. Someone throws, there's a bully and he throws chalk, a chalk eraser at his back and it like hits and makes him all dirty in the back and so Monk starts like hyperventilating and then Sharona goes to check on him and she's like, oh, I want to check on him and she's like, oh my gosh and she runs in there and has to like get the bully so dang yeah. Sharona for the win yeah um do you have anything else for no, what I don't like sadly I do not okay well that's, that's a good thing but okay I have one more thing okay which I kind of already said this but when he is in the hallway and he does say all those really smug things to Monk mm-hmm. everyone was convinced that he didn't do it except for Monk yeah. but he goes out on a limb and blurts out all this stuff oh you're a fudger oh i can't live and breathe the same air as you mm-hmm. oh my gosh oh my gosh if you weren't that intimidated by monk because for one you'd be innocent or if you were actually not intimidated by him you wouldn't say those things mm-hmm. which leads natalie not that natalie has you know that much weight or whatever yeah. but natalie's like oh my gosh that was practically a confession he totally did it yeah this guy is so smug that he <laughs> goes and Whenever nobody else believes that he did it. Even Sotomayor's like, 99 out of 100 times, I agree with you, Monk, but not this time. Which, that's also false. For real. (laughs) That's like, 99 out of 100, you don't believe Monk, but okay. Uh, Okay, so you ready for the next one? I am Camp Fleetas. Ready? Excited. What? He's the guy. Okay, Noah, would you like to go no, first? No, no, I would not. Candace. God. Okay, I will go first. Since Noah usually doesn't have anything, I, I will go first. Yeah, guys, this is a special episode. Okay. Oh, man, I didn't write down what his name was. Is that what you're doing? Yep. Or I'll do my first. Oh, you guys, have the phone. Guys, That's why. Guys, I have two Heasley eyes. That's right. Two. I just patted myself on the back. You deserve it. Okay. Eric Allen Kramer, or the neighbor, who I know from, good luck, Charlie. He's Bob Duncan, the father. Yep, yeah. He is. That's right. The Bob Duncan in the flesh. Noah's so proud of himself right now. <laughs> that was a good, it was a good catch, I'm, though. I'm... It was a really good catch. You said it. You, you, you kind of questioned it. I was like, and... I said, oh my gosh, Bob Duncan. And I didn't believe myself. I was just kind of saying it for fun. I was like, oh my gosh, Bob Duncan. And so then, I wrote it down, baby. And then I I realized he recognized him. And so I started 
running through my head. And then I said, good luck, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's him. And you were like, oh, it is. So Noah totally figured it out. So proud of him. So the only person I have, okay, so first time in history Noah has beat me out for he's the guy. You only have one? Yeah. Now Noah feels like a king. Play the Rocky theme song, everyone. Da da da. Yeah, we can't do that. Oh, we don't pay for that. Play the beep 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 beep. You definitely have to cut that off. Okay. Okay. So I have Jeffrey Donovan, who is I actually knew that name when I looked it up. I was like, oh, that's totally his name. He. Plays Steve Wagner, the astronaut. Okay. And a lot of people are going to recognize him because he was on Burn Notice. And for True Monk fans, OG fans, I should say, he was on Burn Notice, which is another USA show. Okay. Same network as Monk. I'm almost certain that they played at the same time, but maybe, maybe not. I didn't, I didn't look that up. I didn't. I never watched Burn Notice, but if you ever watch at least Monk reruns on USA, they definitely had the promo for Burn Notice. So there you go. Um, That's my only guy. Okay, one of the kids in Julie's class is Ty Blue from Shake It Up, or that's his character's name. His name is Roshan Fegan. Nice. Maybe But I do not know because I am uncultured. But yeah. That is a good catch. I know. Like he saw that little kid like, like flash seconds. on the screen. He's like, oh, shake it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And I started scanning all the small children and was like, exactly. is there anything from Disney show? Because I am losing right now. Okay, so then that's all we have for He's the Guy. So are you ready for really? That's all we have for He's the Guy? Imagine not only being one person for he's the guy. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wait till next week. <laughs> Junk time. Okay, Noah, have a seat. I'm have having a seat. Have a snack. Okay, guys. My little heart Valentine cookie says I am CR to the ZY for you. I'm crazy for you. It doesn't have an A because spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Because candy heart. (laughs) Must fit. Small words. What does your say? Hug me. (laughs) Okay, so now that we have our snacks, here's a question for you. Have you ever had a career day at your school? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. In like kindergarten, I think. Oh, wow. No, definitely kindergarten. Since then... Not that I can remember. I do remember two kids. Oh, I remember my parents <laughs> as well. Oh, okay. My parents, shoe store owners, right? They were like, kicks, kicks, kicks. Boom, look at kicks. Boom, boom. Right? And it was sick. And I was like, my parents are the coolest parents. Right? But two kids had to show me up. And one of their dads is like a, is he like, strings tennis rackets for like famous tennis people right Uh so he gets to travel all around the world and do that um and then the other kid's dad was a pro golfer and so i got (laughs) to 
<laughs> He's a pro golfer. He's a PGA. Okay, so let me move on to my next question was, any cool careers? <laughs> okay, that's enough crying. Okay. <laughs> next question. Okay, so you already answered any cool careers. So that was perfect because you had oh you had that one nice okay okay so at this point since you are still a young whippersnapper okay what are you looking at for what you want to be when you grow up okay I don't like that question yeah but I never really liked it either but because it's like it's got to be done and I and I always have to pick the right thing I'm like doctor right because it's like. So it's like my engineering uncle's asking me, and I'm like, oh, I want to be an engineer. <laughs> right? But. And then you just realize you want to be a YouTuber? I've, no, no, no. I've recently founded what I want to be. Grammar. I want to be either a VFX artist, which is visual effects. Okay. Right? Which is super cool. It seems really fun. And second, number two, graphic designer. I like to draw. I like I like messing around on with digital art and I think it'd be cool to be a graphic designer and I don't know, I feel like my hobbies are pretty cool and it kinda like mixes up my hobbies. So yeah. That's really cool. Boom. Let's see if it happens. Life plan baby. Alright. I feel like that was a that was a really in depth junk time. I liked it. I know. Look at you. Look at you go. Go. I was on fire today. Okay, let's go to our next segment. Plot holes. Okay, so my first one would be do garage door openers glitch like that? I have I've personally never heard of one single garage door opening other garage doors. I did a little mini debunk because my social studies teacher told me because he went on some rant about, like, cars, right? And he t- somehow got to garage openers. Some kid was like, did it, like, back then, whenever those first came out, you could open, like, anyone's? And he said yes. Like, he was like, yeah. And they also had a car, blah, 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 that could do that, blah, blah, blah. Like, they made this one car that would always, like, if you had one of those keys, you could open any of them. Wow. Yeah. Like, on accident, they made that, right? So, I'm, like... 66% sure that garage door openers back in the day would glitch like that. Okay, my next one you already said would be the teachers would have totally got onto those kids. That was ridiculous. Yep. The teacher was laughing in the background and all the other parents were laughing. And there's no way. There's no way that would ever happen. So that's an yeah. easy one. I've been through career day, so I kind of know. Uh, I, I was going to say my career day story well, just one of the career days that I had was the I would think the coolest one that I ever saw was for occupational therapy, and it was like for helping people who either have like a disability or something happened to them, mm-hmm. and it would like help like say someone has one arm or something, and they make like devices and teach them how to like make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, because if you that one of the things they made us do was make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with one hand. And it was extremely hard because you have to hold the bread and you have to get the peanut butter and get stuck and all the jelly and stuff. That's so they really make cool. like certain devices where like your bread will get stuck in a corner and so that it holds that bread in place and then you put stuff on it, you know, like peanut butter or jelly. And so that's like one trick that I just remember that like 
That's a trick that helps somebody in their life. So an occupational therapist helps you with those devices and then helps you like get back on your feet and all that kind of stuff. Wow. That is... And we got to eat the peanut butter and jellies, but they were really messy because we made them with one hand, so... Wow. That was awesome. So yeah, anyway. Dang. Sorry. Should have put that in my junk time. Anyway. Okay. Let me debunk you. Go. Okay, so my last one is... It's, okay, this isn't a plot hole. It was more of a question. What do they do with dead people's mail? I mean, obviously, like, the family would get their mail and get their stuff. But, like, in that instance, if they had had the crime scene, she had a package on her door, what would they do if that house was still a crime scene? Because Steve Wagner was going back to get the package. So... Would he have been correct in thinking that the package would still be on the stoop? Would it not have been inside the house? Like, nobody would have brought that in either evidence or put that package in the house because he was looking for it outside. And I was like, why is he looking for it outside? Somebody probably would have by now picked up that package and done something with it. That's really good. That's a good question. So... I thought he was kind of dumb for looking. That that was my my plot hole part would be why would he be looking for it outside? So I I have a question. Okay, I didn't answer this last episode, but you know when spy movies where they have the lasers are those actually in museums? I have no why? clue. I don't know. I don't know. I know. If anyone knows, <gasps> hit us up. For real. Okay. Do you have a plot hole? I do. Okay. Public speaking. In the beginning of the episode, Monk is talking to Natalie about his many, many phobias that we've seen on the show, blah, blah, blah. Normal Monk talk. And he mentions that he's afraid of public speaking, and he proves that in the episode, but by the end of the episode, or he almost gets over it during the classroom scene. But he says that he's really afraid of public speaking, but... Way back in the day, in season four, episode seven, Monk is up on the wedding stage at a wedding, and he is going off on some tangent about Julie's poem. And he's doing completely fine up there, no questions asked. So, like, is he or is he not afraid of public speaking? Yeah, because we asked that question. That was one, I think that was one of my plot holes in episode 407. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was, is he not afraid of public speaking? So now we learn he's afraid of public speaking because he said so. Mm-hmm. And he was afraid. We saw him be afraid at the school. But get this. And Mr. Monk goes to school. He goes undercover and is a teacher. Not afraid of public speaking then. In a classroom in the same setting. Oh. So another plot hole. The only thing I could think of would be that. He, besides the fact that we already debunked it because in 407, he's scared, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think of why he'd be afraid of going back to school was because he had such a bad experience at school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But okay, also well, the wedding thing. But then the wedding thing completely blows that out of the water. Yeah. He's not afraid of public speaking. Yep. That was, that was convenient. That is true. I don't, no I don't think he should have said he was afraid of public speaking. I think he should have said he was afraid of... The kids mm-hmm. or something. All right. So I think we're done with Pauls. <gasps> we are. Yes. Yeah, so we only got two segments left. 
Only two? That's so sad. I know. How crazy was Monk this episode? Okay, so, out of ten, what? Out of ten glitchy garage door openers. Ooh, I like that, actually. I put out of ten Steve Wagner laser pointers. And I don't like Steve Wagner or his laser pointers, so I'm going to go with garage. (laughs) Glitchy garage door openers. Um, these are all very original. I did not steal these from Candace before the show. How many do you have? Four. Oh, what a coincidence. That's how many I have. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll say the first two, you say the last two. Let's go back and forth, back and forth. The laser pointer scene, whenever all the kids are putting the laser pointers, anyone would have been like, knock it off. But Monk, be doing Monk, yeah. and has to take off his jacket because he doesn't understand laser. Yeah. What? He's trying to escape the lasers like they're on his jacket, but that's, yeah. It's hmm. crazy that he takes off his jacket and throws it, but it's also crazy that he thinks the lasers are on his jacket. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Both. one. Okay, also in the classroom, he yells at the child for not raising her mm-hmm. hand because he wants a perfect row of people who want to be a detective when they grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, it would be, you know, a perfect row if, if you raised your hand, too. <laughs> she just kind of sits there. Raise her hand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When Monk and Natalie are on the run from military boys, they're running, and Monk does his classic... Or no, he, he doesn't even touch the thing. He goes up... And cleans the missile. And he puts the head on the missile. He arms a missile. He arms a missile, yeah. In front of us. Because he cleans it. I think think what you're supposed to see is there's four missiles on that shelf thing. Mm -hmm. And one of them is missing the point. Mm -hmm. So the other ones are there. So he sees the point and then he picks it up and screws it on. Yeah. While they're running and he's arming a missile. Double crazy. Boom. Okay, my last thing, which... Not a lot, but my last thing is when he's in his therapist's office listing tall buildings. (laughs) So also, right, he wants to try version therapy because he's so intimidated by Wagner that he wants to try version therapy. Like, okay, Kroger, give me something that I'm afraid of and let's face it. And he asks, what do you want to do? And he says, glaciers. (laughs) And he's like, well, that's not really, you know, maybe something you would encounter. And then Kroger says, how about heights? And then so Kroger stands up and Monk gets scared just from him standing up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he thinks that's too high or what. (laughs) But he's like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Let's just sit here and why don't we name tall things? He says, let's go to the roof. And then Monk's like, we'll take this slow. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Go to the, oh, okay, okay. That's, I missed that Mm because I thought he just stood up and Monk's like, no, never mind. Yeah. Okay, so then (laughs) he says... Let's just name tall things. I'll go first. Sears Tower. Wait, no. Mm. Oh, no, that's too tall. Okay, <laughs> how about just just a regular Sears? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just a regular Sears, you know, the department store. <laughs> so good. That's so funny. It's so cute and so crazy. <laughs> oh. Um. 
So Candace, how crazy was Monk this episode? Out of 10 glitchy garage door openers. Out of 10 glitchy garage openers, I rate this a one. That's low. That is very low. But to be fair, I've given him three and had like eight or nine things. So I figured this is one of the least crazy episodes that we will see. So I gave it a one. I gave it a four. Oh, see? Low for you too. Because it's it's just it's just as little as we put. Arming a missile in front of us is kinda weird. Taking off a jacket with lasers pointing at it is super weird. In front of a bunch of people, super weird. And so it deserves a four out of ten. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I thought, okay, I wrote four things. Half of those things were when he is scared, mm -hmm. like under pressure. Right, so he's in that classroom, and two of those crazy moments are a result of him already being afraid of where he's at. Yep. So I kind of, it's like a give me, mm -hmm. like that—that's what—that's how I saw it. So I gave it a one. Okay, so rate this episode, Kiddos, What would you rate this episode? Okay, out of ten. Out of ten. Okay. Well, you know my scale. Oh my. Mm -hmm. Lowest is a 10, highest is two tens. Okay. So I rate this episode 10.8. 8 out of 10, everyone. Thank you. I don't know if it deserves that high. It is a 5 out of 10 for me, ladies and gents. Ooh. Ouch. It's a meh episode. I'm going to need a explanation more than it's meh. I, I, uh, I that's all I can give. Okay. Honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to say these things before the episode because I don't want to be spoiler alert or hype it or not hype it or whatever. I feel like this in the monk community probably is a favorite. So I don't know if that. Hopefully that doesn't you know discourage you from other episodes. Obviously people have different opinions, but. It's not one of my favorite episodes that I can remember, like, mm -hmm. of recall. I'm not a huge fan of the astronaut, super smug kind of guy. But again, I feel like it adds to the, the goodness of it. Like I said before, like, toe-to-toe -to -toe with Monk. Mm -hmm. The more smug, the sweeter the revenge when you put him away, right? Oh, so yes. I can see why people like him, like, like Steve Wagner, for that reason. Like, mm -hmm. oh, the episode with the astronaut, that's good. So... That's kind of why, that's kind of why as a person who it's not one of my favorites, but I still gave it a decent score because of those things. I'm wondering what you, as you know, a first time viewer, mm -hmm. what you're thinking about by giving it a five. I just, the astronaut was too much for me. The whole plot of it was honestly just, it's classic, like dumb movie where like everyone's against the protagonist because the antagonist is famous you and know we, that always happens in movies yeah and we've seen we've seen it before in monk too mr monk and the tv star there was a famous person mm -hmm. i can't think of a few that we i don't think we've seen yet so there's a, there there are a couple more that are like that but again the higher the pedestal the higher the star the bigger the fall and the sweeter that the monk revenge is. Yeah. So. That's true. Okay, Ooh. so I gave it an eight, right? 
So besides what I said before, it's not one of my favorite villains, but he's an iconic villain, I feel like, in the monk sphere, right? The monk verse. But this is a really huge triumph episode for Monk. He gets really deep on this episode. It gives us a lot more insight to who he is, you know, yeah. that he's always intimidated. But he still faces the day. He still does these things for himself, for Trudy. And overall, I think it's I think it's a fair episode. So give it an eight. Okay, so um this is a pretty good episode. It was. Our episode. It was. Nah. Apparently not. To, the regular episode wasn't good to you, but our episode no. was fantastic. So it I hope was you so good. Hope you enjoyed. We will see you next time. But oh wait, don't forget to ask your Alexa to play the Junk Monk podcast because it can do that. Alexa, play the Junk Monk podcast. Here's the Junk and Geek podcast from Apple Podcast. It's playing it by. <laughs> it did the wrong one. <laughs> Alexa, please stop that. <laughs> what up, it's your boy Juggernaut. <laughs> this has to be the best outro ever. All right, guys. Don't forget to... Wear your seatbelt. Because <laughs> it's a jungle out there. Because it's a jungle. You'll thank me later because you won't fly through the windshield. <laughs> guys, we almost got on a crash today. We did. Oh, we forgot to tell them about our cotillion. We had so much fun. We danced the night away. It was amazing, and that's all I'll say about it. Cotillion update. Cotillion was good. All right, guys. Because Noah's embarrassed, but it was really fun. And we learned the waltz and the cha-cha and, like, the foxtrot and the bunny hop. And it was awesome. So It was very fun. That's it. Candace, I have a quick question before we go. Okay. Could you post our dance that... We, Candace, and someone who watches the show with us, can you post that on, um, Junk Monk? On Junk Monk? I can, yes. Cotillion update. Cotillion Just for you guys, so you guys, like, know what kind of dances we learn. Because we kind of, like, mixed a bunch of dances. So, all right, so you're check surely, out our Instagram. You're surely signing off. Info coming up for Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. So, all right, here we go. Yay. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Bunk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candace, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., too bad. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video and, of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.